All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. On today's episode, Kyle and I will discuss the NHLPA releasing a statement on the statements directed toward Nazem Kadri. Nothing yet from the St. Louis Blues, however. Very interesting there. Uh, David Perron gets a fine for his goonish, goonish actions against Kadri. Thumbs up there. But was it enough? We'll talk about that. And how I was completely dead wrong and just how things materialize. I had said at the beginning of this series how it would be the least covered series of the four. And because of all of this stuff that's going on and the sweep of Tampa Bay of uh, the Florida Panthers, this series is rising up the ranks of, of must watch of a, of a must watch series. So uh, all of that and what else we decided to talk about. Let's get to it. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody. Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. Joining me as always. Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions directed to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. All right. Uh, it was a day off for the Avs, obviously. Game five, could it be the clinching game in Denver tonight? Uh, I think we're all feeling pretty good of where the Avs are sitting right now. But like we said yesterday, we are not counting those chickens before they have hatched yet. So you have to feel good about how they're yeah. playing, right? Yeah, and it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's exciting because everything you've seen out of this team so far, what they've overcome how they've kind of grown together as like a team, like a cohesive unit, a brotherhood almost. And like, this is round two, everybody. Hey, like we're right there. We're, uh, we've been there before. I mean, we, we, we've been in, you know, game clinching games before. Just haven't been able to get over that hump, but let's uh, stay focused and uh, stay focused like the Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> on what the task is at hand. So let's go steal this thing. Um, the NHLPA did come out and with a statement commenting on the comments directed towards Nazem Kadri. I'll read it for you here. Um, the comments recently directed at Nazem Kadri online have no place in our society, notwithstanding fans rooting, rooting interest during the highly competitive playoffs. Such racist, hate-filled speech directed at anyone is completely unacceptable. Nazem and his family should never be subjected to the comments they have endured this week. Uh, and Nazem Gadri's wife even went as far mm -hmm. as to put and unedited too. And when I say unedited, I just don't mean the comment. I mean the people's names who wrote these things. She, she kept the receipts. Them. Yes. Double <laughs> thumbs up there for her doing that. And I'm seeing other people the internet sleuths went to work when she put that up. They started finding who, who out who these people were, what they're connected to, what their jobs are, and they let those people know. And I have seen some, and then they were posting 
the the conversations that they were having with the people that are associated with the people making these comments and they have been either removed from i don't know if they've been removed. i haven't seen anything about job but i've seen things about like they're involved in like a, a soccer club and stuff like and they're not involved with that anymore yeah. so and then I also saw another one saying, uh, pleading with the journalist to to take down the tweet because his his family was getting threats, and it's like, oh, so oh, that's got to be terrible. Wow, this is this is interesting now how the tables have turned. Um, and they said it was he he, he direct messaged Nazem Kadri when he was drunk. Sorry, but I, I don't I don't. In my world, <laughs> and for those who know what I do, that doesn't fly. Um, yeah. yeah. But you have the comment from the NHLPA. And if I didn't preface that by saying it was from the NHLPA and I just read it and I had you guess who is this from, maybe some people would have thought it's from the St. Louis Blues since that's who the Avalanche are playing. It has been radio silence from the St. Louis Blues on anything. From from obviously from their coach, but from the organization itself, the organization itself hasn't even put out a statement, anything near what the NHLPA did. And we're not asking for a lot, but you can put out maybe two sentences at least. And they've done nothing. This is an embarrassment. Like this is this is something that people are going to remember for a very long time. And now, even if if the Blues come out with something tomorrow, it's like, did you send it like the the president's? speechwriters or something yeah. like did you need to go that far it's not that difficult this is and like this is, a, this is a layup and they're fine and, and, and we even we've been keeping check to make sure they haven't said anything and like we've been waiting on them to say something they haven't tweeted anything in like 24 hours odd right like all you have to even what this is also in the window that the statement came out all they had to do was like the bare minimum was just click a retweet button and there they go. You could have done they that. Have, I mean, that's the laziest way to yeah, do it. And it's like you didn't even have to quote tweet it and just say, yes, thousand percent. Way to go. Thumbs up. Thumbs smiley up emoji. emoji. Like the nothing, nothing. And it's not from their social media, which isn't really affiliated with the team. So you think they wouldn't face any kind of like pushback or anything and nothing from the organization itself the head coaches like this is it's, it's honestly what we're talking about here is basic humanity and if you can't say hey yeah there was a line crossed we apologize we're going to do better going forward like oh, yeah, what are we saying, doing here right I mean, there, there's a number of things that you could say. Mm-hmm. Just like, the, you know, the, the, the comments directed toward Nazem Kadri and his family don't represent what the St. Louis Blues stand for or their fan or something. I just thought of that at the top of my head. Send yeah. tweet. And, and, and you would be putting out a lot of fires right there. And, but the fact that they're not is embarrassing. And let me, let me take the, the, like, we've had a lot of St. Louis Blues fans commenting on our episodes and saying, hey, this isn't representative of all St. Louis Blues fans. And we understand that. We understand there's a very vocal minority, but we're addressing the vocal minority here. We're not saying every single Blues fan is a terrible, like racist, hateful, just scumbag. Yeah. But yeah. 
when you're loud and you're directly going at one of our players, that has to be addressed. And your organization should be doing the same. I'm pretty confident that if this was something that, you know, Avalanche fans were doing towards another player, that the Avalanche franchise would release something by this stage of the game. I'm, I'm fairly confident of that as I am maybe 30 other teams in the league. And for whatever reason, the St. Louis blues are that one team that doesn't want to touch this for whatever reason. And we've been critical of like the social media firestorm when it comes to like fire Bednar or whenever like as fans, like kind of overwhelmingly take bad takes we're on board. We, we we'll call it out. It's the yeah. same thing. If this was happening from the avalanche, like let's do turn the tables. If this was happening from avalanche fans to a St. Louis blues player, one, I fully expect the avalanche to say something because how Joe Sackick runs the organization and how the socials go and just how the organization is structured. And mm-hmm. you could guarantee that me and Chris would be saying something and calling it out and, mm-hmm you would hear it loud and clear. Yeah. So trust me, you don't, I we're asking just the bare minimum here of something that we would be doing ourselves. Another interesting side of this is um, Jared Bednar was asked about mm-hmm. uh, Craig Berube and, you know, throwing out the no comment and Bednar kind of defended him on it. And, and I'm paraphrasing, but he more or less said, you know, what, if somebody doesn't want to make a comment on, on something and they just throw out the no comment, you know, we, the, the general public and the media will take it as that person is ignoring the topic. They don't want to be pressed on the topic for a reason. And, and I agree with him under most circumstances, but mm-hmm. I can't get behind that thinking for this specific topic. Yeah. Of all the things that we've just said on uh, how very easy it is to address, you know, what your fan base is directing towards another player. And now you have it. You have it in black and white. It's not just hearsay. Nazem Kadri's wife posted those those uh, direct messages and they are horrific. Mm-hmm. If you want to go find them, go find them. So this it's not a secret and it's not like, well, maybe it wasn't that bad. It is that bad. Yeah. <laughs> maybe even worse. And, and so because of that, I understand what Jared Bednar is saying, but when it comes to this topic, I do not agree with him. And just because he's the head coach of my team doesn't mean I have to agree with him. It's not like he came out and said it and you're like, all right, well, our coach is okay with it. So I'll be okay with it too. No, No. I am not okay with it. And I don't agree with Jared Bednar on this for this topic in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. If a guy is playing bad and you don't want to, uh, you know, call him out in front of everybody you just say no comment that is completely different than what this topic is and i feel like bednar is kind of coming from like the angle of like if they talk like in his mind he's trying to cover like the no comment thing because he also does that a lot when it comes to like injuries and lines and yeah but those are those are minute compared to very minute but when it comes to a organizational humanitarian basic just humanity level of just like something you need to address no comment doesn't fly yeah um i've i've said it a hundred times in the comments uh leaders lead even when they do nothing um it's just, mm. it's it's exactly that 
in principle right there. Like if you're doing nothing, you're speaking very loudly. So like that doesn't warrant a no comment. I kind of see what he's trying to do, but that's, that's not a situation that you can defend the no comment. Yeah. Totally agree. All right, let's hear from Rock Auto, and then um, we got something, I guess, out of the, the David Perron goonish nature um, in that game directed towards Nazem Kadri on multiple angles. So uh, we got something out of it. Was it enough? We'll we'll discuss. But first, Rock Auto, and with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind your counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on. And the how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So yes, David Perron is uh, fined. Uh, the the fines are are pocket change for these guys. I always get a yeah. kick out of like the maximum allowable. Like you need to up that maximum allowable because Just maybe stuff like this will stop happening. So he gets fined five thousand dollars, which uh, he made that much money in the previous sentence that I just finished probably. (laughs) But whatever, it's not, it's not the the dollar amount. It's more or less like, okay, we, we recognize what you did was finable. But they, they find him for the cross check specifically. Okay. I, I agree with that. That was completely uncalled for. A lot of people think he should have been thrown out of the game for that. I'm not against that thought because mm-hmm. it was it was they decided at a very odd time of the game like now we're going to flip the switch on Nazem Kadri and go after him. That is what it is, but what they were doing was was cheap. Yeah. Not out cheap. <clears throat> and it wasn't necessary. So they suspend him or not they suspend him. They they fine him for the cross check and then that's it. And I think some of Avalanche fans including myself we were waiting to see if there was more, if they were going to announce multiple fines just in different tweets. Yeah. Uh, one, one, one for the the elbow that he missed on. That is finable. Yeah. People think because he didn't connect, um, nothing comes of that. That is not true. There is intent there, and that is the rule. If you intend to injure, you can get fined and or suspended for it. I was looking at that one and and nothing's come of it. Am I surprised? No. Uh, but I thought there could have been an outside chance that he, he got a little slap on the wrist for that as well. Yeah. When you see the, the $5,000 fine, you kind of laugh at it. Like, I think honestly, the big takeaway is, well, at least the league understands why we're so upset. And I mean, there was no gray area with it. Like he was going after him. Uh, you really wanted to see something for that elbow. And if it landed, we would have had some serious issues mm-hmm. going on because if, that if, that's the head. That's the head area. You don't play around. It had landed. 
we would be in a much uglier spot than we have already been yep. in terms of, uh, you know, what's out there in social media and posting because blues fans would have felt redeemed yep. for what Kadri did last year. And it wouldn't have been, it would have been, or it would, it would have been redemption for what Kadri did last year and what they feel he did this year to Bennington. Yeah. It, it would have been worse. I'm telling you right now, it would have been, it would have been much worse than what we've already seen so far, which has been obviously tragic. Um, but that play and and the the a lot of people were focusing in on his uh, when he knocked the stick out of Devon Taves' hand and then mm-hmm. kind of upward thrusted right in the uh, you know what area of Devon yeah. Taves. All of this stuff happened relatively quickly. So and people were looking for that one too. We could have had three different fines for David Perron and we only got the one. But I, I, with all of this said, like one fine, okay, and even if it was three fines, that's fifteen thousand dollars. That's still, he'll what, like the entire episode, what he's going to make. Um, but I, th- you honestly think going into tonight's game that this is also going to be on the radar, like this is something now that's understood, like Peron, he's out there, he's looking, he's headhunting, and. When's an animal the most dangerous when their back's against the wall and it's fight or flight? And that's where St. Louis is right now. Like they don't have many other chances to get it together. Um, If they get, if they lose tonight, it's over. So they are going to bring everything in the kitchen sink to ball arena. How they're going to do that. You got to, you've got, if, if I'm wearing stripes, I'm going to keep this whole series in mind and I'm going to be watching Perron, and I'm going to be watching Kadri. Well, St. Louis has a choice to make. They, they can either, you know, they're down three to one, which is, you know, like we were talking yesterday, it's, it's a it's a long hill to, to climb. Uh, so what do they want to do? If they want to do what they did in game four, that took them out. I mean, they, they've, they battled back and they had an opportunity, but that hurt them. Do they want to keep playing that? Do they want to throw in the towel and basically say we're down three to one? We're playing in Denver. It's going to be tough. Uh, let's let's just leave some bruises that they'll remember for next year. Do they want to do that, or do they want to fight and and try to you know win the series? And if they want to f- try fight and try to win the series, they can't do stuff like what they were doing. Yep. They were playing inside their own heads and and not with their own, <clears throat> and, it, and it showed. And, and that was something we talked about in the crossover episode with Thomas about, like, I would love to see just the Avalanche and the Blues play a hockey game. We haven't had an Avalanche and Blues hockey game. It's been the game one was the Blues didn't show up. Game two, the Avs didn't show up. Game three was a circus. Game, game three four. Was, game three, I mean, you had the injury, and so and people were focusing in on that. But for the, the entirety of that game, that was a very evenly played game. You had the overriding story with Gerard and the broken sternum, and then you know Kadri and Bennington. Those were taking precedent, but that game on the ice was pretty even. Yeah, the injury brings like an asterisk to the mm-hmm. game. You could say both teams are pretty even, but like at the end of the day, St. Louis fans will be like, "Well, it would have been a little bit more if we had Bennington the whole game." They're already saying it. They're and already saying it. So, like, you had your even game, but you have an asterisk because you didn't have both teams playing evenly all game, and the dynamic was thrown off. And then game four, it is what it is. 
But I would, that's what I want to see tonight is just Avs, Blues, no goonery, no yeah. cheap shots, just best on best because we've talked about this a hundred times and I want Blues fans that come over here because they want something to say, I want you to hear this. This matchup I have looked forward to because of the depth for both sides, the skill on both sides, and the goalies for both sides. I want to see a good playoff matchup between two incredible teams in the West, and I haven't had the opportunity to see that yet because something's always got to be going on in this series. I don't see that stopping. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, it's, it's I know. It, it, maybe the Blues won't be as dumb about it this time and, and do it at the proper times. And I'm using air quotes for those not watching on YouTube. Like, there's really no proper time to do that. But I, I say, like, if the game is over, I will be interested to see if the Avs do close this out, whether it's it's tonight or at some point, um, the the handshake line. Yeah. That will be interesting to see, Ooh, and especially, obviously, Nazem Kadri. Is he going to shake hands with with David Perron? Is he going to shake hands with Berube? Um, we'll see. I, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Kadri just skates right off, and it's like, I'm, which he won't do because there have been some players coming out saying that, you know, the, those comments are out of bounds. So I don't yeah. think would shun all of them, but um, I will be watching that as well whenever that does happen, win or lose for the Avs, obviously. Um, lines, what do you think? We had some changes. You know, you had Burkowski out. You had Newhook back in. Logan O'Connor's been there for a couple games now. Jack Johnson is obviously back because of the injury, so he's not going anywhere. Um, I kind of just feel like Jared Bednar went when something has worked. He's not really going to change things as far as the playoff goes. So you saw that with you know with the Predators series at the, in Game One without having mm-hmm. Newhook in, and they won four games. He didn't make any changes. They lost a game in St. Louis. He made a couple changes, and I kind of just feel like you know the if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of mentality. Mm-hmm. So I'm not anticipating many changes here. The thing I might change if I was Bednar, and boy, if I was Bednar, I would be an attractive fella. Um, I would be a Kendall. I'd be a Kendall, but I I can't shave my face, so I couldn't pull it off. Um, I would probably move Landeskog back down to line number two. Mm -hmm. Um, that that Val Miko Nate line, I think, works a little bit better. Um, they had Landy Val and Nate in Game Four. I would kind of change that up a little bit. Um, I would like to give Darren Helmer promotion to line three. His effort in game four was incredible. Right. And I think it's something that wasn't talked about because of all the storylines going on and Nas going off, but Darren Helm looked incredible. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things you want to reward when you have the opportunity, give him a bump up to line three. Um, but the defense, you're just going to have to hold fast with what you got. I'd like to see a little bit more out of Kale McCarr, being honest with you. Um, like to see him scoring and be a little bit, tighter on the defensive side but yeah i would shuffle the lines at the top just a little bit but the construction of it i would ride it through the rest of it yeah i think the the players are are staying pat maybe he mm-hmm. you know maneuvers some a guy here and there i i would almost you know because we say before like you can maneuver these guys around in game and he does that when it comes to the top two lines, mm-hmm. 
I would start Landeskog on the top line only because to, to try because Miko Rantanen got that empty net goal. And sometimes that's a bunt in in baseball. Yeah. To get somebody going. Sometimes it's just what they need to just get that feeling of, of a goal. So I would start the game with Gabe Landeskog on that top line, if only to try to reinvigorate Miko Rantanen and play off of that empty netter. Maybe the first period or the first few shifts, when those three are together, they're fantastic, obviously. So okay. that's why I would do it and then see how it's going. If things are going great, leave everything as is. And if you, so, you know, kind of play the game as it's going along, and if you have to drop Landeskog down for whatever reason, then you have the opportunity to do that. So, so I, I would move him up just to help Miko try to continue on from that empty netter. So you're saying go three-headed monster? For that top line, mm-hmm. okay, I would just to start the game, to start the game, and then and then get a feel for the game with that line out there as the game goes on. If you need to make adjustments, make adjustments. He, he can. I could roll with that. Yeah, I could roll with that. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people on on Twitter are you know a lot of people are going to be bringing these uh, stand with Nas signs. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that, and I think a lot of people in the in the warm ups are going to be just literally, 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 say it for me, littering, literally, there we littering, littering, littering. littering. <laughs> uh, we, we just call it Bennington. We we'll just call it that. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're they're going to be just posting them up all over the glass with the yeah. stand with not signs. Um, so I, I, I'm. I, I think he's just going to keep playing off of that. I don't think that was a one game, uh, you know, I don't want to say coming out party for Nazem Kadri, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he is going to keep that going. And the thing with hockey is it's so unlike any other sport for so many reasons. But one is like when, when something like that happens and you really poke a, a sleeping bear um, in, in other sports like basketball, it's really easy for like the superstars to just go off for 40 yeah. points. You know what I mean? And in football, a quarterback just owning the game. In hockey, n- no goal and no point is guaranteed to you in any game. So that's like when, when a goal is celebrated, it's because it's difficult to do. Yeah. And when you get a hat trick, a hat trick is always celebrated because it is insanely difficult to do. So and you've had like a day to reflect on what Kadri did. And that's kind of like what what I am pulling out of this is what the man went through. If just that one goal is all he got would have been enough to to be like, we got we got you like Kadri's got the last laugh and we won. But for him to have a four point night and a hat trick, it can't be understated. Number one, how difficult that, that that is to do in general and to do it on the spot the day of. And the day after of him getting all of this stuff, it just doesn't happen in hockey where guys just take over a game like that because outside influences are they can play a good game and have a good yeah. game. But to to do a hat trick is equivalent of I'm trying to think of another sports like maybe like a grand slam or something like that. You know, something that doesn't happen all the time, but often enough. And you know what this really feels like? I, this goes back to the Players' Tribune article and how Nas is talking about this team this year. Like, if you remember when he was up for that player vote for the All-Star game, that hot streak he went on, mm-hmm. I feel like 
Nas in this situation feels like the avalanche and the fans of the avalanche have his back and like he's believed in and trusted. And like when situations like, hey, we could vote Nas into the All-Star game instead of people laughing and just not, we we pushed. We hashtag made Vegas nasty. Mm-hmm. Like we got him in the All-Star game and he had that overtime winner. Like he owned up to it and loved it, loved every minute of it. And when this situation happened with Nas, instead of just kind of, oh, well, that's terrible, stand with Nas. I stand with Nas. Like, it's a big thing. He had the hat trick coming out. Like, he feels like he's supported and heard and believed. And I feel like the hat trick game was one thing, but when he goes home and sees all the signs and everyone believing in him, I think he's going to really embrace that. And I think we might be up for another, maybe a two goal nights, not out of the question. <laughs> Back-to-back hat tricks. I don't know how many times it's happened in the, in the uh, postseason, but I'm guessing not a lot. Um, I, you know what, man? I forget about that. I forget that he was voted into the mm-hmm. All-Star game. I just think of, you know, Nazem Kadri was an All-Star this year and forget about the fact that the fans voted him in. So all those posts that you see people saying Kadri is one of the most hated players in the league, well, then, you know, th- this, this vote wasn't just pinpointed into the state of Colorado. This was league-wide. And there was enough fans out there league-wide to vote him in to the playoffs. So I'm not buying that, that he's one of the most hated players. You might hate him individually, but you're not speaking for the the majority of the people who voted this guy into the All-Star game. Thank you for reminding me of that and bringing that up, because I do. I I forget that it it was a fan vote that got him in. (laughs) The Nazem Kadri fan club over here, bro. I got Nazem. stats like that for days. <laughs> Kadri encyclopedia over there. Yep. Um, I, and quickly, I, I had said at the beginning of the series that this would be the least covered series with, you know, the the def- two-time defending champions going up against the President's Cup winners, the Battle of Alberta, um, and then, you know, the Rangers, who are an original six team, going up against, you know, everybody's excitement team in, in the Carolina Hurricanes. I just thought this was going to be a series that not a lot of people really cared about. And, you know, this is why you play, play the game. Yeah. Now things are happening that, you know, you have the, the lightning just completely dismantling the predator, or the predators, the, the, uh, we dismantled the predators, the, <laughs> the other campers. Yeah. They're out. Now that's that series is done. Uh, you still, you know, the, the battle of Alberta is always, that is still going to be number one till that series is over. Mm-hmm. But, um, we're, I think we're getting out equal billing. I'm not saying we're yeah. like propped all the way to the top, but nobody's talking about the the Florida series anymore because it's done. Yeah, and yeah, the Ranger series and the Carolina series that's a good series now that's tied at two. So, but because of all of this stuff that's happening, and maybe that's an unfortunate way to look at it. You don't want to be covered based on what's going on off the ice. You want to be covered what's going on on the ice, and what Nazem Kadri did is on the ice, obviously. You, you are getting, you know, a lot more interest in this series. And now that the the Florida series is done, you know, this is, is played a little bit earlier now, this game. Five. And, so maybe get a little bit more viewership watching it. And I feel like a lot more of the viewership is coming in because it's not just like the circus that's gone on. I think it's the passion hmm. from both like fan bases, whether good nor bad. The, the passion on the ice, I feel like you can feel it in the highlights like if you're watching like the carolina rangers like highlights like 
It's just a good team capitalizing. And like, don't hate me, Carolina Hurricanes fans. I know you're out there. Like, I, it's you. You don't. You're not getting those punchy, like passion filled highlights like you're getting out of this Blues Colorado series. And like, it's just the McDavid show in the Battle really of Alberta. Is. So like, if if you like watching McDavid and crossing your eyes and pretending he's Gretzky, that's your series. But if you want great, passionate hockey, you're finding it in this series, and it's only helping that this series is on TNT, which has the better coverage. So, and you have that panel to talk about your team. So I feel like all of it's feeding into this wonderful moment that we're going to get tonight. Nice. Well, if you're going uh, and you, you got those signs printed out, hold them up with pride um, because uh, it's we're lucky to have him on this team and you know everything that's happened to him this year and everything that's happened for him with the season that he's had i think we all want him back and yep. uh, and if it's not going to happen enjoy it while we got him because uh it's it's a special team it's a special season and he's a special guy so all right everybody that is going to wrap it up kyle and i will be back tomorrow to discuss game five and hopefully the avalanche will have wrapped that up and punch their ticket to the Western Conference Finals. So, uh, all right. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciate it. Check out Locked On NHL for your second listen of the day. Get caught up in everything else going on around the league. And until tomorrow, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.